What's up, everyone? It's Gavin or Tweak. What's good? It's Marcus or Pink. <laughs> it's it's frozen. It, on my on my screen, it's frozen. But what See? up? What up? Okay. It's Carl's or Chuck? Dude, it we got full house today. What's up? It's Matter has and. Dude, it's the first time we've all been together in a minute, so it's been a while. obviously the first thing we got to do is throw it to Chuck so we can chill. <laughs> of course, of course. We never forget the show most of the time. All right. Well, if you guys love the content, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Let us know how you feel about the episodes on all the platforms. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and of course, YouTube. And we are going to be doing bonus Patreon questions. And if you guys really like the content and want to support us the best way possible, it is going to be through Patreon. So make sure to check that out. We have a bunch of bonus content. Today's bonus episode will be about the FGC and Smash, how, I mean, Street Fighter obviously had a huge debut. The numbers for Evil is absolutely insane and kind of the future for both the Smash community and the FGC community because they're usually side by side. So right, let's get right into it, as. All right, we'll get into it. We had, I think, the easiest way to break down the brackets this weekend is we're going to go EU. We're going to go USA, of course, obviously. We always got to go USA. Uh, center center of the Smash universe, you know, as we know. Shout out to Ramses for that one. Uh, and then also Japan, of course. Some amazing tournaments all across. And, dude, CEO, too, like, obviously talking about the USA tournament and what Chuck had already teased. Like, it's one of my favorite. I'm so sad I couldn't go. I go almost every year, like since I started commentating and competing a lot. I'm so sad I couldn't be there, especially for the first year of Street Fighter Six. But it is what it is, man. I've been busy, so um, we had a good time watching Street Fighter Six, and we Smash. did. Yo, those sets were fast. Yeah, I I feel like I went to go get some food and come back. And I was like, whoa, why did I miss three sets? Like two out of three, crap. man. Yeah, it's yeah, like it a Mike crazy. Tyson fight. Like all of a sudden, like it's just yeah, over in thirty rounds, one, fast one round, yeah. Mm-hmm. And usually well, Street Fighter is like there. There was still a lot of footsies, but I feel like this Street Fighter, the damage output is very high, so yes. the matches just felt a yes. little higher. Or faster and games, games are typically faster in the beginning of their life cycle. Yeah. Then people learn how to camp. Unlike Gavin, who keeps it very aggressive throughout the, uh, you know, all of <laughs> Ultimate, obviously. Gavin looks uh, like year one Ultimate all the time. It's true. Week one, dude. Week <laughs> negative two, you know. Uh, true. No, not that any of us play that. Oh, of course not. Whoa, 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 whoa. Nope. Come on, man. Uh, King of Fields, let's talk about it a little bit. We're going to go en français here, of course. Uh, My man Gluto taking it down, of course. Karama was there too, fifth place Mm -hmm. finish. Uh, I think one of the main things I want to point out here with this bracket is Bloom didn't make top eight, which was, I think, quite the surprise to just about everyone there because Bloom has kind of been really challenging the throne uh, over in EU. Challenging Gluto, like one of the first people to ever do that. But actually losing and losers – to my man, M4E, best player in Italy, young kid playing Sephiroth, huge fan, huge fan. So M4E and losers able to take out Bloom uh, and then losing to Raflo in a close game five set. So big fan of both those players, but, you know, M4E showing up and doing well. And I love seeing EU just has that cross-pollination that I really like to see in a scene. You know, France, Italy, they're all coming together and they're all playing. So it's good stuff. Maybe Sephiroth a little better than we thought, huh? Oh my god, not this again. It's funny that it's like two characters that aren't usually considered like globally top tier. Oh good. Oh good. Leo and Sephiroth. I saw actually I saw Marcus's tweet about Leo when he won with Corin. Because I yep. we haven't been all together in a while. Yeah. Uh, you're like, you know what? I told Leo he should pick Corin and never mind, I'm going back to being a dad. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> <laughs> that shit killed me. I actually need so to go good. back and watch that that set. I actually didn't watch it fully. I watched like the ending. Um, good set. 
It was a good set, yeah. Like a like really good counter, like really good like fastball forward errors. Like definitely a really like really strong Sephiroth play. Yeah. It's funny, I had a conversation with Chag like a couple months ago and uh he actually thinks highly of Sephiroth and he was like just like doing his impression of like Sephiroth forward air in real life. <laughs> <laughs> like I was apparently he thinks very highly of that move and I, when I was watching that clip of M4E like uh, eliminating yeah, Blue, uh, it was like two like really well placed forward airs and I was just thinking of Chag the whole time <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing with Sephiroth too sometimes he looks so broken and then other times he just looks terrible yeah. like it's just there's kind of no in between with him dude shout out to Space as well winner side uh, top 8 and only losing to Gluto game 5 with Inkling yeah. love that because I still think the character is really good same um, not obviously not as strong as the beginning of ultimate, but still like has a place in the meta in my opinion. Maybe barely, but still does. Yeah, um, it's, a, a it's couple holding on by a thread, but yeah. And then a couple Samus, Samis, Samuses, uh, Siski. <laughs> you know, holding it down, uh, taking down a couple big wins there, and quick too. That was the other Samus, dude. Winners finals, yeah. I feel Remember? like we always. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I feel like we're always talking about Bloom challenging the throne from Gluto, which makes a lot of sense because they literally are doing that. But I think Siski deserves his flowers too, um, as like a household name that is like really, really up there, and even occasionally like giving Gluto a run for his money. I feel like it's it's more than just gluto and bloom it feels like siski kind of sometimes deserves to be in that conversation maybe not as much as bloom but like still like it, i i feel like that like that the damage is like siski's doing the damage and it deserves to be recognized and i feel like it's something that we don't talk about as much maybe because bloom has won a couple of the big ones and that's like enough to get the ball rolling but siski is always right there yeah it, dude i think Speaking of other people who kind of fit into that category, talk about Lugie as well, who got second place, yeah. probably top eight, loser side, just winning 3 over Tarek, my man, 3-1 uh, over Spaces, Aegis, and then 3-2 over Siski, and then 3-2 over Quick. And those are not easy matchups for oh. Luigi. The zoner with a with a great yeah. Zare, like just really, really hard for Luigi. So it's it's like an EU thing to pick like, you know, a high or good character, but that kind of gets stuffed out by swords or by zoners and then just doing really well with them, right? Like we've seen it from Gluto so many times and Lugi doing the same thing. Obviously more of a grappler yeah. type character with Luigi, but still really, really good play overall at the tournament. Karama was there too, losing to, I believe it was a pair of Samus. Samus's. Yeah, it was Siski, mm. the Siski Quake back-to-back. Damn. Bro. That's just rough. That's just rough for Mario. I mean, he loves putting the pressure on up close. Screw attack is really good. And then zoning out is just, it's frustrating. Yeah. I feel like ledge trapping is good against Mario too. Well, Samus's ledge trapping is just good, period. But against Mario, he's just he's so stubby, man. Yeah. Okay, I'll give it up. Like, remember when we were like, "Who's better, Samus or Link?" Uh it's, it's easy. It's not even a question anymore. Whoa, you know? whoa! We need to give the Link players more time. All right. How much time? How much time? How do much we need? time do we need? <laughs> this game has one week left. I was gonna say the next <laughs> game, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Smash Ultimate 2, maybe. <laughs> They're going to get up. those infinites down. Trust. Banjo and Link players unite. We're going to move on from the game when they're ready. Like. Period. She's just she's just a better character, period. And then tournament character, forget about it. She is like... I will say Samus. Tournament yeah. character. Way better I think she's better anyway. Tournament character, like, yeah. It's just ridiculously good. Like It doesn't matter what the context is. Link... Like Tass Link, maybe you could argue has more Tat, but come on, man. Hey. <laughs> Yo, Tass Samus, ledge trapping. 
gonna say oh. what even i don't even yeah i don't know samus is like one of the newer characters to like rise and be like super viable lately so i don't know if every top player is like ready for that especially playing against like two really really strong ones um you know who was really ready for it though Ooh, my man the buzz good transition right i was ready for I've been watching lights out i'm picking it i up. guess that's why they call him the buzz Dude, seeing Cody tweet that for the first time in like three years was so good. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah, so moving on to CEO, obviously we're talking about uh, DeBuzz winning, of course, which is big W all around for Smash Ultimate, of course. And then uh, it was Yara who got third place, getting to winner's finals against um, DeBuzz. That Samus is so clean, bro. Dude, it's, bro. Uh, it's so good. Bro, remember when I asked Yara, like, how do you be landing all those down airs? Like... <laughs> it, on the when we were doing the thing at Battle of BC, like interviewing, yeah, and then he starts off the set with the buzz and just double dares him, and I'm just like, bro, he lands this move like it's a normal thing to like just always land it, <laughs> makes it look easy, and yeah, I think that was the only game he took from the buzz, and he had to zero to death him instantly, like in the first seven yeah. seconds or whatever. So it's it pretty insane. All, and then Almar versus Samus is rough, and like so the buzz's lineup was pretty prepared for the whole bracket, and I think that's awesome because. On paper, DeBuzz's lineup makes sense, and it's like, okay, this can get the job done. You do this here, you do that here. But I feel like in practice, it's not as as easy as some of the other lineups we've seen. Like if we look at like Spargo's lineup, it's like Aegis Cloud. Like that's very strong, very effective, makes sense. Where like DeBuzz's is like there's a little bit more going on there. So seeing it work out and like close out a tournament and like, you know, switching characters, using all three of the characters effectively, like pretty, pretty cool. Dude, the weird. Well, I, he still can't do Minmin, which is so weird to me. Yeah. I that feels the weakest one. So, being Minmin is very weird. The only set in top eight that Minmin came out was against Apollo Kaga game one, which is a matchup that AK has said he hates, and it lost. And then he went Rosen three out. It was close. Yeah, but he lost. <laughs> yeah. And then he went Rosa and he three out. So. It, it's weird to see the buzz go into like favorable Minmin matchups and just. I feel like when Minmin came out, the whole Smash community was like, "Yo, this is this is it." This is the Buzz's DLC bullshit Fighter Pass 2 character. Like, he's just going to pick this character and go with it. But it feels like when the chips are on the table, the Buzz goes Rosa, right? That yeah. That's what it really feels like. And then Olimar feels like a niche counterpick. And something to note, that is Samus's worst matchup. Like, yeah. absolute worst matchup to the point where we've seen Siski counterpick Incineroar against, like, Shuton or other Olimar players. Uh, at Battle of BC and other tournaments like that. So just to make it very clear, the, the fact that Yara even played that matchup, props, got a game in that matchup, huge props. Because Samus obviously revolves a lot around charge shot and the Pikmin body blocking all the missiles in the charge shot. You really shut down Samus as a character. Charge block, on block or on hit. It, charge block, just hitting anything is so strong. But if it's hitting a Pikmin, no go. <laughs> no go. Yeah, dude, and I think is Rosa the only character out of those that he hasn't considered dropping? Because at one point he said, "I'm dropping Olimar. I'm never playing Olimar." Yeah, definitely. Obviously, he's been very hot and cold with Midman, but I think Rosa, since he really picked her up, I think he hasn't truly dropped her or said he's dropping her. He has the highest confidence in Rosa for sure, and that's what I was actually gonna mention. And I was hoping to get Marcus's thoughts on this too, like as a Midman player, like. I'm going to be honest. I think a lot of his success with, with Rosa is a lot of it because like it, you can see like the confidence and like the like enjoyment there, like a lot easier. It, the Olimar wavers a little bit, but for, with Min Min, he's pretty like 
he's actually pretty pessimistic a lot of the time. Um, And I think, um, I'm just going to be honest, I think with his gameplay, I think his min-min's movement is pretty rigid. Um, So I don't think he's always ready to, like, like, I don't think he's always prepared for the handful of interactions in the future. Like, he'll play, like, an interaction or two well, but if it doesn't work, he's, like, kind of scrambling and, like, not moving too well. Um, And and that's what I notice, especially because, like, that's, like, what I do. <laughs> like I, I, when I'm teaching Metafy lessons, I'm always trying to teach people like how they should be positioning themselves for like the future interactions and stuff. And when I watched Abuzz's Min Min, he doesn't seem very considerate of like the future of the match. And I think he might just not be comfortable moving around with Min Min as much as like, like when I watch Proto's Min Min, like he's all over the fucking screen. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Like whenever I watch the Buzz's Min Min, there's a few things that go through my mind. The first thing is he does not like getting hit. Like when he gets hit, his brain is like, he'll just down air. I'm something. dead. Yeah. It's like instant down air, instant air dodge. Like I'm, I'm dead. I don't, I can't play this stock anymore. It's like you, she doesn't have like the best disadvantage. Right. But she has a pretty good one. Um, she, she has like options. If, if you're fighting like a soft reset character, you're probably going to get soft reset pretty hard because, you just don't have anything to really break that. Like, you know, your fastest move is like frame five. It's up air. So it's also above you. So if you're fighting like a fat, like soft reset character, you're going to panic a lot and you're going to get hit a lot. And it's like, whatever. But if you're fighting someone that like hits you back to neutral or like that hits you really high vertically from the spot that you're already in, you don't have to like immediately do something. But I feel like he like panics a lot. And I've talked to him about it. And he's like, yeah, I just, I feel like whenever I get hit with Min Min, I might lose my stock and I don't like that feeling because he's so used to playing like characters that like even in Brawl, Alomar had whistles. So at least when he got yeah. hit, like there was something, you know, but he's not used to playing some someone like that where like you just might potentially explode on hit. But also uh, the other huge thing is he's just a little too defensive, in my opinion. I think the best thing about Mimin is the fact that she doesn't have to be defensive the whole time. She's not like a full zoner. Um, she has a lot of good, like up close moves and the best thing about it, she has a lot of good mid range moves. And because her moves like hit you from so far away, she like forces you to get to that mid range area. A lot of time where she is able to abuse those mid range moves. So there's a lot of times where like I'm watching them and he's just like throwing arms and I'm like, all right, they're going to get closer and closer to you. Like you need to start yeah. figuring out like how, like how they're going to get closer to you and like how to deal with that. And I think the, like the Minmins from Japan, like Proto and Dormigi, who we've seen uh, have a lot of success. Also Omowatsu, who's personally my favorite Minmin to watch, but um, they, they're just moving a lot and they're using they're They're not always using their arms. They, they like using a lot of the other moves yeah. a lot more. So if there's a matchup where he can just like throw arms the whole time, he looks like the best movement in the world. Like it's, just, it's not even close. Like he just cooks someone. And I'm like, how did he do that? But then yeah, but Nick is one of those matchups. No. And he still couldn't close it against Apollo Kage. Like, I, I don't know. So what's interesting about snake is um, when he throws the grenades, he kind of forces you to like move out of the way. Right. Like you can't just throw the arm. You can throw the arm to clank with the grenade, but it's a little hard. So if he like throws a grenade, like a well-timed grenade, it'll like force you to like the corner. And then snake has some decent burst options um, just be- between dash attack. And like with, with Min Min, 
you always have to be prepared for a burst option, especially if it like can breach your like mid range zone. So if like he goes for like a dash attack and you uh like you think he's gonna jump or something like that, and you go for like a you like wait a little bit and go for like up tilt, or you wait a little bit and go for nair, and he just hits you with a burst option, like then you're off stage and you got to deal with ledge trapping. So it, it's kind of tough sometimes. Um, and he can back air through arms. It just looks really ugly and stupid, but it is a thing that he can do. So sometimes you, you have to like play around those like really small factors. And like those things are like those slight hesitations give like the opponents enough time to really break your zone, you know? And that's where most Mimim players I think struggle is like, they can't deal with like the slight hesitation that you need to have in a lot of situations. Yeah, yeah, and I feel like just even hearing players like MKLeo struggle with Aegis, I feel like Minmin can be in the similar vein, just like in terms of you get hit once, you could lose your stock at any moment, right? Yeah. Because those characters' recoveries are so exploitable. If you call out any kind of double jump at any kind of percent, you're just done. So that's a very good point. The Buzz has always had some kind of backup plan, whether it's just recovery distance or some kind of armor throughout his yeah. career. So even though you could master these characters on stage having those kind of backup plans or a little bit of comfort in disadvantage in tournament specifically when you're very prone to picking panic options and you're getting nervous is a very very big deal and yeah i'm, I'm not too sure we'll see how long the buzz sticks with the min min or if min min will eventually get rotated out i feel like it's such a strong character for the buzz i think it's worth for him to learn but We'll see with the decisions. It feels like the Rose is holding up, and it definitely doesn't feel like the Rose is just like a, oh, surprise, you don't know the Rosa matchup like we're five years into the game. It's like he went the to Japan of his thing, yeah. Yeah, and he, he went to yeah. Japan, had much success with Rosa, and that uh, that country just knows that matchup so well, right? Like they, they've had many great Roses, and he said he even learned a lot of Rosa tech in Japan. So uh, very, very interesting that it, it feels like Rosa is a much weaker zoner than... Uh, than Min Min, but it just, I guess, all the things just kind of line up for the buzz when it comes to comfort and all that jazz. But we got to talk about riddles, though. Riddles one, one, let's jump into a whole nother bracket 25th, 25th, and Street, Fighter, Street Fighter W. Let's go, that, Riddles. That so proud nice. of this. Yep. I'm yep. very proud, sick. Riddles. Good job. That is but so badass. Bro. Proud of him for that for sure, but even prouder of the fact that he did well in ultimate after because it's like yeah obviously his attention has been split if not very heavily towards street fighter right now but once he got knocked out of street fighter it seemed like he geared up and just got ready for ultimate and really buckled down and took care of business which is the most important thing because he made a crazy he got upset um which i wasn't too surprised by um zap is a really good player looking to you know really make a name for themselves in ultimate and if riddles isn't 100 percent committed i mean hey and l's an l and you got to take that you know it's still a completely legitimate w for zap but once riddles was locked back in making that loser's bracket run i feel like he's a player where sometimes he, he's an emotional guy for sure so i feel like it could have gone you know the other way pretty quickly but it went the other way instead he found a ton of success i think that's some of the best i've ever seen him play um i don't know if he just got exhausted towards the i mean he 3-0'd to buzz who had not lost set all day yeah. Um, and then Grants was just really uh, Grants losers or uh, Grants set two was just really really competitive. So, but that was some of the best Terry specifically I've ever seen him play, which was just amazing. Yeah, I thought the Kazi was playing fantastic as well. Like mm -hmm. he played really well versus Yara. He didn't need to switch to Terry. And like the last couple games, I was like, damn. Like Riddles is like, and like 
he seemed so locked in and I think he had so much momentum winning set after set and losers. It was just like win a set, 3-0, play again, win a game. And like just he, he didn't seem like he seemed so locked in, like body language wise, yeah. that like I just didn't think anyone was gonna stop him like at at one point. Grand final started, quick 3-0, like just chilling in his chair, like not much of a crazy reaction. DeBuzz like seems a little riled up, like so like shout outs to both of them, honestly. Like the buzz for pulling it back and and taking the W and Riddles for having like probably one of the longest ultimate runs I've seen in a while in losers. Um and yeah, I'm super proud of him for doing well in Street Fighter. Also, I think Jazo got like 30 30. 30, 30, 30, 30, 30 yeah. Thank you for saying I was I had it pulled up too, obviously. So, shout outs to Jazo. Shout outs to Smash players just being really good at fighting games slash video games it's usually how it goes smash players are grinders man they yeah, don't like, put the hours in that's for sure and both those guys fighting game players too like that's they kind of already have the mixed interest in there and um jazu i think had game five against mutace like a really close which could be definitely a tough matchup for canada i think it's like even but it could still be really tough if you don't know how to play it and it's mutace so you know yeah another level of toughness there and like you know, this goes for like Riddles and Jazo, but also anyone who's like interested in playing other games and they're a Smash player. Like, look at how well they did. Like, if they enter again next year, like I wouldn't be surprised if they go even farther, or if they enter yeah. even more Street Fighter events. Like, they 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 could just become like a like a super top threat. Like, like I'm just pretty proud of that, and it's it's inspiring on a on a lot of fronts. The best yeah. Street Fighter player came from Smash. True. Funny how that works. Me. No. Uh, oh, Mena. Yeah. Yeah. Mena's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, that, that was fun was to watch. Pushing. Couple, couple other players. MBD, Sam making top eight again. I feel like it's been yeah. a minute for them, but I mean, MBD got fourth too. It's not even like he just made top eight. Like he, he played amazing. Couple snakes. AK did well as well. Sam almost too. reversed three old riddles. That could have changed everything. Yeah. And dude, I got to shout out Yosefu, obviously, three owing Mutes. Uh, we were talking about it. That's a good, like, of all the top tiers for a Belmont to run into, that's a really good one. Peach in the air. Like, if you throw a cross in the air, Peach has to move on the ground, which is, like, not where she wants to be. And it's just definitely a stressful matchup for Peach, which means it's uh, relax and throw some projectile time for Belmonts. <laughs> obviously, more nuance goes into it than that, especially three owing Mutes. So. Shout out to Yosefu yeah. for doing when so well. Ninth, ninth place. Play, he looked great. That's the best Belmont movement I've ever seen in my well, life. Well, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Other than a certain man with a dangerous X Factor. There, there's you, a dangerous you, yeah. Belmont. I, I assume I'm always like there's an exception being made. Yeah. Right yeah, true. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. True, true. Yeah, he was playing. But yeah, jokes aside, he was playing incredibly. So, And he's been on my radar since main stage. So I'm happy he's going to get more opportunities. And you might have to play him tonight at Xander Doom, Marcus. So watch out. All good. Might lose. <laughs> might not. We'll see. It's okay. Pink, chance, yeah. Pink knows all the weird matchups. He's uh, that's his regions thing, right? No, it's Ridley and Little Mac. <laughs> Ridley, Little Mac, and Belmont. Like, why? What year is it? <laughs> MDVA special, baby. That's hilarious. Wolf and Wolf. Don't forget, you got Wolf. Oh, we got some there. standard picks too. Well, Wolf yeah. is a weird character. I was gonna say point. at this point, yeah. yeah now, now it's nowadays, weird. yeah. Inkling and Wolf are weird now. Like, yeah. <laughs> You're playing, more you're playing with a wolf player. Like, why do you play these weird characters? Just pick a top right, tier. Come on, people. man. I'm trying to have some fun. I'm not trying to wear these niche matches. Where's King Dedede, man? Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Donkey Kong. Um, you guys you don't play Rosa? That's, that's what the buzz wins with. You don't play Rosa? One more tournament. We got we to gotta talk about Mesuma yet again. One of the best tournaments that we're going to see uh, for the next couple months. 
Mia lost one game this tournament to pass Arimon. Uh, that was, I don't know, top 48. Uh, 3-0-ing Osimo, uh, 3-0-ing Dora Wright twice in to in order to win uh, the tournament. So just exceptional stuff. And even looking at the Echo Rank came out today and they have Mia at fourth, which is insane. Is that Mia's debut on, on a ranking? It's kind of weird because we don't have like an official official ranking, but I think it's, right. it's definitely one of the first times he's been I think he's been ranked. floating around the rankings at like the top 20 type of thing. Mm. Um, it's kind of well, crazy. Now he's been traveling more like out to other tournaments. So, yeah. When I was watching Mia play last week, he would get into this flow. And like there were literally games in top three where he would take like 30 damage. And like, what? Yeah, like, Mia is insane. Yeah. If so he good. hits you, there is no chance you're going to keep your stock. It is insane. He seems so comfortable in every part of the bracket, whether it's grand finals or his first match. doesn't matter what he's up against. Like It's kind of concerning because he's young, but he is so used to winning. Like He looks so comfortable after every match. Like, he, like, like you said, he dropped one game. Like He is just clocking in, and there's nothing you can do about it. Like, that's the energy I get from watching him play last week. And like when he was playing like like Dora's Min Min, like he just beat Kameme in like a close game five. And then he's like barely dropping stocks or getting hit. Like it's hard I to phase him. Saying, after a certain point, it's like if Akula isn't here, like it's gonna be tough for Mia to even like sweat. Like he is used to collecting W's, bro. This dude collects W's. He games and you watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it feels like he really perfects the uh, the game watch flow chart and then also adds in just like so much good edge guarding sequences or even just outside of, you know, the bacon lead trapping and stuff like that. He sets up all the standard stuff really well, but he also just is so hard to hit and he plays to his win conditions so well. I he he makes game watch look so broken yeah like it yeah is, it, it, is, do, it, it doesn't look reasonable when i'm watching it like and that's pretty concerning it's it's interesting too because game watch has always been in this position where it's like in the beginning it was like oh it's just meister doing it or even before meister started doing well everyone's like this character sucks and then meister's like oh it's just meister like it's just meister but now it's it's mia and meister and i i'm kind of like a game watch doubter or i was but both of them recently especially mia because i've seen meister play a lot have really to like turn my head more about this character and like just how stupid he can be for sure and i i gotta see meister i like this rivalry they have going on too like best game to watch was never a conversation up until the last like six months or whatever um and now you know big conversations being had because meister is an exceptional player he is currently in one of the rankings we have ranked top five so it's it's yeah. pretty fun and didn't they finish they tied it uh what was the one tournament they were at recently battle bc battle bc they tied they got the same placement they so. both got fifth place i believe yeah it's fun times man i gotta shout out like, just perfect for the smash bros script it's like oh of course of course they yeah tie. yeah yeah speaking of time two good men in fifth place takara asimo two of my goats of course i gotta shout them out they, gotta shout them they out. are just fantastic i'm not gonna lie like, asimo got ranked like 15th i think yeah 15th on echo rank asimo so. like will never drop the crazy like up airs or like like asimo is just always so optimal and takara like was playing tough matchups and was like playing with like so much like 
like like passion. Like every time he took a game off Gak, like he was playing to win. Like I thought they were both playing really well. Asimo is pretty much straight up the reason why people think Ryu is even a character in this game. Yeah. Like, I can't even think of another person who has put oh. their character. Huh? Iken. Iken. And of course, Iken, of course, the goat. <laughs> Very true. They did it around the same time. Come on, he was on Has Heckles. Come on, man. <laughs> uh, and then also, what was I going to say about, yeah, Takara. Dude, that Ness versus Ken is such a tough matchup. Like, it's just so difficult. Like, you get hit, you're watching the game for like 25 seconds, and you're off stage against PK Thunder. Like, it's just really tough. And I think that's where you saw the passion from because and we talked about this after. I think, I think Gact has a winning record on hit. On, it was like 4 1 going I, into I think that it's one. Like now 4 2 after Takara got a, a W. Yeah, so really cool stuff. And nothing I love seeing more than a tough matchup being played and the person with the losing matchup doing well in it and like how creative you have to get and how patiently you have yeah. to play. And it's really hard with Ken because it's really Takara fun has also been the GOAT of getting like up air kill confirms with Ken ever since Ultimate started and kind of like how Ashimo is like kind of revolutionizing like the air kill confirms too. So that's, that's always pretty interesting because – if you're watching someone that isn't them, you're not going to see those those things as often as you do when they're on the screen. Like it, they make it yeah. look like such a regular thing when it's really only exclusive to them most of the time. Um, not that I watch this character every day, but I just see it so often from those two. Especially like, and you yeah. wouldn't expect it from like Ken versus Ness either to be like one of the main ways to get damage and kills. But yeah, yeah, I they're both fantastic like character specialists. I think of Andres too when I see the up airs with Ken and Jazo as well. To be honest with you, and Vendetta, like they all, do, at a certain point, it just becomes something you have to do with Ken in order. Yeah, to you would know better than me, like how yeah. like common or popular it is. But against Ness, it's really hard though. Hitting him in the air, like it's just yeah. neutral airs there, forward air, like yeah, he has so many active hitboxes. Mm-hmm. But there you go, man. A great, another great tournament. I'm excited to see Mia play. Um, again, which I never thought I'd say about a game and watch combo <laughs> Steve player, but here I am. Cause, like you said, dude, it just looks impossible to beat him sometimes. Dude, it looked like I remember that stock where like Ashimo legitimately could not play yeah. the game. Up airs, yep. That ended the set. Play the game. I was just sitting there like, what, what do you do? Like you just, I you guess, you directional, I guess yeah. you directional air dodge early and just take the hit. Like, what, like what there is was some directional game? air dodge downs that I thought were creative, and sometimes he would get through with them, but then like, it stopped huh? working. But if that doesn't work, and they like, yeah, dude, I always yeah. hate. I, I have such a habit yeah. of of air dodging during the up air strings against Game and Watch, and then all of a sudden I'm buried by the down smash, and I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have done yeah. that. Like, dude, like I always forget because I remember a long time ago we were having this conversation about Game and Watch. Um, and, like, he's, like, a weird character because, theoretically, th- there's just an archetype that beats him, right? Like, you play swords against him. Like, he has a really hard time getting in. like Or, like, a Zero Suit-esque type character. Just, you know, range, mobility. It's going to be really tough. But for some reason, and I'll say it again, he always feels like he has a way to win. Like, yeah. he always has a win condition. Yeah. Like, uh, against the sorties, he just... Hits them in the air if it's like a Lucina or something like that with like a pretty bad disadvantage, and he keeps them there. Or if it's like a Cloud Ages, he just hits them off the stage, and then they like there's always some way that Game and Watch can win, and it's so strange because when you look at him, it's like no, there's yeah. not. Like there's no way he's gonna ever get to me. But then he gets to yeah. you, and it's like 
oh, this well, hurts. I guess I'm, oh. dead. <laughs> I guess I'm like dead. the most stubborn Smash guy you'll ever talk to, and I'm still not a Game & Watch believer, and I've lost the Game & Watch like <laughs> quite a few times over the years. Well, I've lost to Meister quite a few times over the years. Like, and I still like in my head don't consider that like a top tier, but like now I have to ask myself like when am I gonna accept this as a top tier thing? Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's gonna come a point where I have to like throw away what I consider to be right and wrong, like because you know we we just talked about how there's multiple people doing it at like a like a top level, like the best of the best level, like with Meister and Mia. So yeah, it's it, you're right. Like Strange is like. Like, the best way to put it, it's, like, especially with how much, like, res- like respect I put on, like, the best players, especially that play the hard matchups. They still lose. They still struggle. Like, like it, he just has – he has the results. Like, and he is, like, the definition. We were just talking about Samus being a tournament character, like, tournament-friendly. Oh, the tournament. Game & Watch has, like, yeah. been the tournament-friendly character ever since – we just we started seeing Meister do well. Like that was the first thing we realized was like, oh, like that's a big factor. Like that was the first thing we acknowledged as a community. Like, oh, this character kind of easy. <laughs> I think so, Game yeah. and Watch is the best pocket character right now. Yeah. I think that's the best pocket oh, yeah. you can have. And I know I know Haz has had this opinion, maybe not specifically towards pocket characters, but I know we had a discussion way back where it was like, if you could tell someone that yep. is like new to Smash or goes O2, or maybe they're like, you know, a beginner, they just start yep. going to tournament, pick one character to instantly spike their results short term. It's Game & Watch. It's Game & Watch. I still believe in that. Samus yeah. might be on that list now too, to be honest with you. She, they're both up there, yeah. yeah. Not Link though. No but I, I just think Game & Watch is such a good <laughs> character as a solo main or as a pocket or a secondary because it's an anti-meta character too. Sure, you have some bad matchups against Sword and stuff, but if you're playing it as a pocket character, as long as you have another character that beats Sword, it's like, huh, you're good to go. Like, you don't have to worry about shit. And then Game Watch just cleans up everybody else. Like, yeah. does yeah. really well against Fighter Pass 2. Like, you, you have answers to Steve and stuff. I know Mia struggles against Akola, but everyone struggles against Akola. Newsflash, except Sparkle. It's, Spargo. Yeah. it's always like a Game 5 type of thing, though. You know what I mean? Right, right. But yeah, such a sh- strong character. You just get so much bang for your buck, essentially. And you like 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 we said, there's always an out because his advantage state is just so overwhelming, whether it's juggling, whether it's offstage. Like, both of these things are so strong that even if it's you don't win neutral that well, like, if you don't, if your neutral is not too strong in the matchup, you always have some other out, either juggling yeah. up air or just offstage. We're we're so five head on the show because everyone else is complaining about Steve, and we're talking about uh, Samus and Game and Watch. So <laughs> you know, we're just ahead of the meta yet again. Get with the times, all right? And, yeah. Speaking of getting with the times, you know, we got the Nintendo Direct that came out. We never got to talk about because we haven't been on the show together. Um, and bro, all right, everyone gets to pick one thing that they get to geek out about. Gavin, you can go first. Super Mario RPG. Here you go. Why? because it's the greatest thing i've ever seen um you've never played the original yet right uh yeah i'm playing it right now i played it back in the day but like uh my copy of the game corrupted and um hate when that happens on the original cartridge yeah it just corrupted so yeah it's uh I just love games like that. I love RPGs, like, and it's like such an interesting game because it's literally like Final Fantasy Paper Mario, like, like it's insane that it's a real thing. Um, I think for you specifically, now that you're playing it, because you just started playing it again, right? 
Yeah. And it, I think the timing's crazy because you just got done playing Final Fantasy VII and some other Paper Mario games and some yeah. other like Mario Luigi games. So I think the timing for you is like yeah. And I just I just love Scrimblo games so much. Like I'm such a big like Banjo Kazooie, Donkey Kong Country. Like is that what this is? <laughs> this is definitely <laughs> Scrimblo. Yeah. <laughs> Has feels insulted. Like I'm sure did you just call this internet, game Scrimblo? I'm sure most of the internet knows what Scrimblo is as a quality at this point. Like I, I know reply to this. I love charming <laughs> Nintendo games like with a bunch of soul. Like my favorite games of all time are like Final Fantasy Seven, uh like Mother Three, Earthbound, uh Hollow Knight. Like so I, I like I like uh a lot of things but like i really love like the charming like nintendo games like i i think luigi's mansion is awesome like these like like paper mario like i got really into it this year and it's like my favorite like little franchise spinoff thing ever and like i just these are my favorite type of things like i just it's so cool and it's it, like no one expected it to ever be brought back because it was in licensing hell and all that stuff but like i don't know i i think it looks great um the like i'm excited for all the remastered music and stuff it's a big deal too because the relationship yeah. between square and nintendo too right i mean yeah. I, I know that has been good in the past years but this is a very big deal like, this is something that yeah. so much people yeah. have been waiting for for so long and like so. what if they like make paper mario good again after this they definitely can we don't need to get greedy right now though something i'll point <laughs> out too is there are some small quality of life changes like there's when you do the timing on the shell, there was like splash damage and it looks yes. like the numbers are rescaled. So it looks like it's going to be a pretty different and new experience, which I'm, I'm excited for. Um, Cause it, this has been one of my favorite games for such a long time. So I'm pretty pumped too. Yeah. That, that had to have been the biggest announcement, right? Like hands which down. Which is so strange. Like, to me, a lot of people, uh, some people are really big on the 2d Mario as uh, well. Dude, though. that's me. Yeah. I mean, Mario RPG is my number one right now, but I was really excited. I like, 3D Mario's are cool and I like them, but I'm more about the 2D platforming. I like that a lot. So I'm not going to hold you. Oh, go for it, Pink. Oh, I didn't watch that direct, man. You think I have time for that? Dang. Like, <laughs> what the heck? Like, you caught, did you catch the highlights? Yeah, I caught the I caught nice, the highlights. Nice, like, you caught um, the highlights. I I guess. Oh, my, uh, my highlight I I would like was uh, Star Ocean 2 remake. I like RPGs. That happened? Was okay. that was that no. on the direct? Like, I just remember someone saying Star Ocean. See, that's how I like. <laughs> okay, thank you, Chris. Chris production <laughs> confirmed Chris. Star Ocean Two remake. Chris thank you. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh, you people don't play RPGs. Hey, we man. almost like, you know we what? almost roasted you. <laughs> you know, over is the Scarlet Violet DLC. Just nope, don't care. Veg. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm yeah. still I'm still excited, but like. There's, nah. we, there's Dude, no point a of hater, about it too much until it's actually out. We, we, we still don't know that much. Yeah, I know. I've, I've seen enough. That game can't even run itself properly. Uh, <laughs> talk about keeping move it, move it, Jim. We're gonna move it Wario style now. That's, I, that's what I'm. I'm very yeah, excited for that one. That. Very big W for the Wario. big W himself. I'm excited. Wario's the goat. I love the Wario. one. The one that scared me was the Batman Arkham trilogy. I was like, "Is my Switch gonna catch on fire playing these games?" Like a game that was made for PS3, I think. Like, I love uh, the idea of like your Switch or like any like gaming console like literally taking flight when it's like <laughs> having a hard time Fantasy. handling a game. Final Fantasy is doing to Playstations right now. You see that? It's like overheating all the PS5. Really? Is it really? Yeah, yeah it is. I've seen like, like well, I don't know, to the point of like damaging it. 
saying it's shutting the system down. Like there are error messages that come oh up that says God. your system's overheating. Dude, but everyone's loving it, which I'm so excited. When I get when I get a minute, that game's on my list. Playing for sure. Warzone on my PS4 and my like PS4 literally <laughs> shoot through the ceiling. <laughs> Blast off! <laughs> I remember thinking like at first I was like, dude. You can only play as one character like this Final Fantasy looking kind of tra- and then I kept seeing more trailers. I was like, yeah. holy crap, this it game is incredible. People are loving it. I think it's like the Final Fantasy we've been waiting for since personally I was waiting for the Versus 13. Remember when that was the announcement? It's like it's gonna be this crazy like Kingdom Hearts style, like live action, whatever. I was so excited for it. And then it took forever to release. And and don't get me wrong, like um or uh, 15 was really really good but this looks next i can't wait i'm gonna definitely be playing that you know it's sick also what's something i was thinking about like when the show first started when all four of us are together the shows just have a different feel bro you know like the energy just feels a little different like i was just sitting there like even the introduction like i've watched like a few of the episodes that i haven't been on like speaking of which that mute ace episode was fantastic agreed um but I've like watched them, but the energy, like when all four of us sit together, I don't know. We just got a little bit of a vibe going on nowadays. Yeah. It's, it's it's a rhythm, giggling. dude. I know. I've been for 98 we're episodes, moved. you know, we're getting close oh, to we're getting close to the big day. Oh yeah, it, man. It is great. And that's the, the thing day. is like I'm even still the big day. I'm even <laughs> I'm even still like busy right now and I probably should be doing other things, but I couldn't miss another week, man. I just I couldn't. Feel you. You know, yeah, I know you. Yeah, I know all of you feel that. Chris included, obviously, in our editor. So takes takes a village, right? But it's a good time. I love yeah, doing it. Absolutely. That being said, stay tuned for the bonus episode, Chuck. Yeah, I guess that about wraps it up. Yep, yep. So we are going to be doing the bonus segment coming up. Has has to dip, but me, Pink, and Tweak. We'll be going over the bonus segment. We'll be talking about just the crazy numbers that Evo has going on. So that's going to be really fun to talk about. I believe over 5,000 entrants. And that was as of yesterday. So maybe even more as of now. And kind of talking about the future of the FGC and also like the future of the Smash community. Because usually Smash and FGC tournaments happen at the same like venues or tournaments, right? Like CEO had Smash and Street Fighter and stuff like that. So obviously we're Smash isn't at Evo, but we're, there's still a lot of events where there's Smash and FGC. So Really going to be interesting to see how all of that collides in the future. And I'm just, I'm really happy that Street Fighter 6 numbers are doing this well. And obviously with the crazy circuit and the pool going on, it's going to be really sick. So <laughs> why are you laughing, Pink? Are you laughing at me or with me, man? man has in his freaking live spamming, podcast spamming. chat is spamming. I'm always spamming. He's My always goal spamming. in that chat is to get Marcus to laugh live, which <laughs> I'm pretty successful at. Works all got him, got him. Yeah. And Gavin, uh, you going to any tournaments soon? What's yeah. the schedule looking like, man? Uh, in, at the beginning of September, I'm actually going to France for the first time. Ooh. So that's very exciting. I'm going to Terra. Um, so, yeah, B and I are excited. We're both going. Um, and it, it, it kind of reminds me of something we've been talking about lately on the show in general, where like it feels like if you want to keep up with Smash, like you got to go global. And that's like kind of what my next my like the next like few months are looking like. Like I'm, my next tournament is Gommel. I'm going to Paris in September. Like, um, like if I want to keep up and try to be the best and and win like you know those big deal tournaments, like I gotta 
go outside of the country, which is usually something I don't do too much. I go to Canada once in a while. Uh, and But that's usually it. So I'm excited. Uh, it feels like a big... It literally feels like a change in my life. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. We always talk about how Smash Ultimate is a global game. So it just makes a ton of sense. And Terra, I mean, EU always kills it with the trailers. That Terra yeah. trailer I think awesome, EU has obviously. been doing fantastic. Like in and out of the yeah. game, I think they've been doing a great job. Like... We even talked about like, some of the dynamics going on within like the competitive uh, Smash Ultimate stuff. So um, yeah. yeah, I'm looking forward to like being a part of it for for a weekend or something. I got all sorts of crazy places like Worcester, Massachusetts for Shine. Everyone come to Shine. It's gonna be a good time. It's the last one. You can't yeah, miss it. Absolutely. That's one of the that's one of the goats. Going mainly to check out Has his new place. A good time. The tournament will be will. fun too. Yeah, dude, it is a good, it is actually a good tournament. I know we like, you know, crack some jokes and stuff, but it is really great. So, yeah, it's come fun. to shine, everyone. Okay, see you. See you. All right, see Bye. you guys later. Bye, everyone.